Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Before we talk about the indictment news, listen up. We love our sponsors, and of course, we hope you'll support all of them because they help make the show happen, right? But in case you're not into listening to the commercials, I have some good news for you. For just $15 per month on our Patreon page, you can get the ultimate edition of the show, and it's entirely commercial-free. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the podcast with the shadow docket that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials just for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute shadow docket where all the real fun happens. And you get all of that without commercials in one convenient chunk for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 15, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 937 of the Biden-Harris administration, 447 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, Spoutable Bob Seska. The Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. Yeah. Shit went down last night, so let's bring him in. Here comes Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. You said it all. Wait, that's not Buzz. Who's that? That sounds like... On on Rudolph, on Trump, and John Eastman with ease. On Clark, on Ellis, and Cheeseboro, please. On Prescott, on Powell, on Latham and Hayes. Put them on trial and lock them away. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Hey, look, it's indictment clause. Hi. Was that... Was that... Did I just miss... Yeah, yeah, you just wow. happened to wander in right as, as Santa Claus was leaving the room. All right, uh, get terrible. out. Well, get out. hi everybody. Uh, uh, hi, he, hi, he's Bob. Uh, I'm Buzz, and we've both just been elevated to special counsel status. Thank God, at long last. Oh, uh, sorry to start with this. Uh, some sad news uh, from down here, uh, Disney World here in Florida. Uh, both Mickey and Pluto have been removed from office by Ron DeSantis. No explanation. Uh, DeSantis was uh, campaigning for president at the Iowa State Fair over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Sadly, too short for most of the rides. (laughs) Uh, Trump, Trump was there. Trump was also at the fair. Uh, I think he won best criminal enterprise. 
Uh, we, we get this. The Trump campaign is now spending more money than it's taking in. Mm-hmm. This is the only guy in the world who can grift himself. <laughs> That's right. Eventually that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, now, with the pandemic behind us, uh, the Internet communications company Zoom is ordering its employees to come back to the office. <laughs> On the plus side, Zoom employees can finally go back to avoiding their coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and finally, uh, the mayor of Tampa, maybe you saw this, the mayor of Tampa went fishing in the Florida Keys and pulled out 70 pounds of cocaine. Oh, my God. In other news, Don Jr.'s moving there. All right. We have some things to talk about today. Oh, yeah. So we're going to kick off a brand new week. With Rocky Mountain Mike and Marion Ann Arbor. Yeah, here we go. Ooh, losing. Ooh, too much for the man. Too much for the man. He couldn't take it. So he's giving up. Ooh, freedoms he's come to know. Ooh. He said he's going. He said he's going back to find. Going back to find Ooh, 11,780 votes <laughs> The votes were in his mind Not so long ago He's leaving Leaving For that midday jail in Georgia For midday jail <laughs> yeah. Woo woo. Yeah. That's good. Oh, man. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's that's how it's done right there. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Marin Ann Arbor, Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter, etc. Holy shit, Buzz. It what? Ha- it actually happened for a change. The- Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Indictments handed down. Before, Before a show. How does that yeah. work? I don't, I know. don't know. The Be- news gods smiled upon us. Uh, so, yes, big time indictments handed down late last night. We're, we're both a little bit loopy. I should preface this by saying that uh, we were both up super late, way past our bedtimes last night, watching the proceedings from, uh, from Atlanta. And uh, Fonnie Willis got up and spoke. What time was that? That, that had to have been somewhere. Quarter, quarter yeah. midnight, a little before midnight. Yeah, she, she exactly. Had her news conference. Right, yes. which is usually when I'm in bed fast asleep. <laughs> So, I know, same here. And I had to think about the fact that uh, I had to think about people on the West Coast because we have uh, bunches of friends, uh, you know, beyond our own time zone. Yeah. And uh, to them, it's uh, you know they've just finished dinner. So uh, yeah, we had I, I felt we had an obligation. We stay up late to serve you. Exactly, exactly. And we've been starting the show earlier these days. So right. between staying up late and getting up early, today's going to be a fun show. So stick around. It's going to be a good one today. So, yeah, we've got 19 different defendants 
41 counts, mm-hmm. all of them circulating around Georgia's RICO law, which, you know, and I, I know that there's lots to cover here, but I just want to mention, as we're talking about the RICO law, it carries a mandatory minimum sentence in Georgia. And I believe yes. that mandatory minimum sentence is five years in prison. And the maximum is 20. 20. <laughs> Yay. All 19 accused of racketeering. This was described, uh, as I mentioned in the monologue, as a criminal enterprise. Yes. It's a, it's a mob. It's a crime organization. Yeah, it's a criminal conspiracy to right. do all of these things. We've got 22 counts related to forgery or false documents and statements. We've got right. eight counts related to soliciting or impersonating public officers. Stop right there. And I, I want to know more about this one. Uh, because who was impersonating what? I'm, I And I need to go back and read the indictment. Uh, I have to admit, because of the hours and everything, I haven't I haven't read it yet, uh, that part of it at least. And uh, so I want to know who was pretending to be whom. Yeah, I, I want to know what the forgery, I think this all has to do with the uh, fake elector scheme. That would be, yeah, the forgery I think would be because they did sign and submit to the government, uh, to the National Archives, and to, the, I think, attempted to Congress to submit a signed False documents. Yes, certificates yeah. of uh, ascertainment. Uh, three counts related to influencing witnesses. That's Ow. Donald Trump's wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. That's what he loves mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Three counts related to election fraud or defrauding the state. And the mm-hmm. election fraud aspect of all of this is the one that, to me, is the most important because the Republican Party right now is right. on the verge of nominating a guy who's been accused in two different venues of committing election fraud, both uh, in federal charges and in state-level charges, and that's for starters. And I must warn you, we're going to be all over the place here because as we go through these things, things are going to occur to us, so try to bear with us as far as our narrative goes. Yeah, we're just going to be parsing through this as best we can. Yeah, so election fraud is a big goddamn deal here because that speaks to the core of our elections, and Republicans are about to run a guy who's accused in these two venues of election fraud. That's how far down the rabbit hole we are. Yeah, and in true Republican fashion, while we're down that rabbit hole, they are accusing prosecutors uh, and courts of committing uh, election interference. Yeah. So it's it's no, it's not me, it's you. It's that it's that uh, schoolyard thing again. Right. Uh, where no, we didn't, you did, uh, and so that very thing is being flung back at us and back against the rule of law. Yeah. Plus three counts related to computer tampering. That's the mm-hmm. invasion into the voting systems. Uh, one count related to racketeering, and that's, of course, the broadest uh, of all the charges as far as the number of defendants. Everyone is uh, indicted uh, as related to the RICO law. Right, racketeering. Yeah, all 19 defendants are included in that. And uh, Fonnie Willis plans to try all 19 defendants at the same time within a timetable about the next six months, or at least that's when she wants the trial to begin. That'll be the most fascinating, yeah. as, or one of the many fascinating aspects about that, that this. Would is, be, yeah. That would be record-setting if that were to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But on top of the fact that we're talking about uh, several trials happening at the same time, because I know right. uh, Jack Smith is looking for January 2nd, 2024, right. for the trial to begin with those charges. And there's been, I think, some, oh, God, I want to say amicus briefs filed on Jack Smith's behalf by some pretty reputable people. Yes. 
including Judge Ludig and several others backing up the idea of starting that trial on January 2nd. So, uh, yeah, so Jack Smith ha- has some backup on that. But, but this this will be wrapped up before that, and and I think I think both the J6 trial for that, that particular grand jury, I think that uh, case will go very quickly. Yeah. And I think the uh, Georgia case ha- have the potential to go very quickly. I-, I think these two may get hammered out sooner than later. Um, I- I'm, I'm, I see there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm sure they'll work it out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, they've had some clerks have had some experience with this, not to this extent, but I, I have no doubt this can be worked out. One count related to perjury. Uh, mm. Not surprising there. These are a group of liars, and they lie every chance they get. They create lies to uh, to retcon their previous lies. <laughs> it's just a conga line of lies, as we talked about last week. I think last week's title of the show, last Tuesday, was Conga Line of Perjury. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> And correct. here we yeah. are. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so it's surprising to just see one count of that since uh, all of them are liars. And before I forget or before we move away or in case we don't get to it, mm-hmm. uh, there are, what is it? Is it 21? Or no, 11. I mean, we count this out, 30. Uh, so there'll be 21 unnamed co-conspirators. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. And, yeah, I think it's more than and, that. I think and, there are more and, unindicted co-conspirators than well, what you're Well, thir- there are 30 altogether, okay? Okay, I yes, mean, there, exactly. There are 30, 30 conspirators altogether, uh, as I understand. And, and so 19 have been indicted so far. There are, that would mean there are 11 others who have not been indicted. Am I good at math? Am I doing this right? <laughs> uh, and and uh, some of those uh, have probably cooperated. Some of them may not have. Some of them may be squeezed uh, to cooperate now that uh, their cohorts have been indicted. Uh, it'll be interesting, and it'll be interesting to see if one of those remaining 30, one of those remaining 11, really, uh, is Lindsey Graham. Yeah, that's a big question. Everyone's talking about who's flipped in all of this, who's right. cooperating. Because well, it, it, And it could have been Meadows. You know, people are saying, well, since Meadows has been charged, he didn't flip. Well, maybe he did, or maybe maybe he did uh, for Jack Smith but didn't hear. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he did on some aspects of the Finding Willis investigation but didn't on others. So uh, maybe he helped and maybe he didn't. It'll be interesting to see, and we'll find more about that as we get closer to sentencing on his, on, in his case. Yeah, you know, the name that I haven't been seeing as far as the speculation goes is, in terms of the unindicted co-conspirators is Don Jr. Because sure. Don Jr. was urging Mark Meadows after the election to proceed down this road. On November 5th, so this is uh, two days after the election, Don Jr. sent a text message to Mark Meadows. And this is from a separate, this is not from the indictment, mm-hmm. but just to be uh, speculating about who the unindicted co-conspirators are, the this people who fun. may yeah. have decided to testify in all of this against right. the uh, co-conspirators. Uh, Don Jr. wrote to Mark Meadows about the electoral college process and said, it's very simple. We have multiple paths. We control them all. We have operational control, total leverage, moral high ground. POTUS must start second term now. Don Jr. continued by saying, and this is again in a message to Mark Meadows, Republicans control 28 states, Democrats 22 states. Once again, Trump wins. We either have to, we either have a vote we control or we win or it gets kicked to Congress on January 6, 2021. So it seems like Don Jr. is somehow, and maybe I'm just, you know, Don Jr. is on coke. Maybe I'm well, just no, uh, w- I playing think, some wishful thinking here as far as lots, Don Jr. goes, but he's. Lots, he, 
Yeah. Lots of candidates. Yeah. I mean, Steve Bannon, Roger, what's his name with the hat and the white hair and the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, those guys. Uh, there could be any number of, of people in there and maybe some names we, we wouldn't begin to recognize. What's interesting about that uh, note from Don Jr. you just read is that it reveals the overconfidence the Trump camp had in yeah. the unity of Trump publicans. Because when it got down to it in Georgia, uh, Trump ran into opposition that he wasn't expecting. And he's saying, come on, fellas. What's and, and Chris Hayes, I think, did a great job on MSNBC last night of pointing this out. And my God, I can't wait to see what their ratings were last night. Yeah. Uh, especially having Hillary on. Uh, what timing that turned out to be. But but Chris Hayes, I think, may have won the night uh, with, with by pointing out that uh, Trump and his uh, gang went into this thinking, uh, well, th we're Republicans, they're Republicans, they'll do what we need them to do. Yeah, and exactly. they, they found out uh, mm -hmm. they didn't do what they needed them to do. And uh, that, I think that was a great shock to the Trump camp. Yeah, we're going to hear from uh, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan here yeah. in a second. I've got some audio from him. He was really on point after his testimony before the grand jury yesterday, so mm -hmm. we want to play that. But uh, in terms of these unindicted co-conspirators, some possibilities include Patrick Byrne, Mike Flynn. Yes. Lynn Wood is yes. not mentioned anywhere in the indictment by name, so maybe right. it's Lynn Wood. Mm -hmm. Lots of possibilities here, uh, people who are in the room. And... Some of the information that we get, and we've seen this in previous indictments, some of the information we get in the indictments are provided by those unindicted co-conspirators, the people who uh, aren't named by name in the indictment text itself. So uh, from there, you can extrapolate that, oh, these are people who have provided testimony to the prosecution uh, before the grand jury that uh, runs contrary to what Indeed. Donald Trump and his co-conspirators have to say about it, too. So, that and any number of things, yeah. Right, absolutely. right, right. I mean, like I said, they, they, they may, there could be a different reason for every one of them being uh, named, uh, being listed but not named. If that yeah, makes sense. yeah. So let's hear from Fonnie Willis. This is Fonnie Willis last night, uh, late into the night, at least for those of us who go to bed relatively early. Fonnie Willis was uh, so strong last night and unwavering. Uh, there seemed to be no opportunity for Donald Trump to say, oh, she was sweating and nervous, like he says about the other project. He said that about Jack Smith. He said that about Merrick Garland. He may have even said it about Alvin Bragg, but... Well, I, I detected a hint of nervousness at the beginning of her remarks. Yeah. And uh, I, I attest that, I attribute that to the fact that she knew the importance of what she was about to do. She the knew magnitude the of it. And yeah. the gravity, the historical aspect of what she was about to do. Uh, this is big. This is, a, this is like jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. Here. So let's... And uh, she, she did it. And, and she got stronger, I think, as she went along. Yes. Here's Fonnie Willis last night. I'm here with the prosecutors and investigators who have worked diligently on the investigation of criminal attempts to interfere in the administration of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. 161 charges. The yeah. indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. 
Please remember that everyone charged in this bill of indictment is presumed innocent. Specifically, the indictment brings felony charges against Donald John Trump, mm. Rudolph William Louis Giuliani, <laughs> John Charles Eastman, yep. Mark Randall Meadows, Randall. John Cheeseboro, <laughs> Jeffrey Clark, Jenna Gee. Lynn Ellis. Jeffrey Clark, if you remember Jeffrey Clark's role in yes. all of this, is he was uh, involved in the DOJ side of this conspiracy. He like was going to be Trump's last attorney general. Yeah, yeah he was going to be the Robert Bork of this situation. He was going to be the guy who was going to come in and shake things up at DOJ and do whatever Donald Trump wanted him to do, although right. it never happened. It never turned right. out that way. Uh, Jeffrey Rosen, I think, got in the way of that, and he was the acting uh, attorney general at that point. <laughs> so, yeah, this is fun. I'm, I'm just pumping this into my veins. <laughs> right now, I've got an IV drip of this sound going right yeah, into my yeah, arteries. You know, I just remembered, and I, I know we maybe don't li want to listen to the best to, to all of this, but uh, some of the best of it is toward the end, oh, yeah. especially where she says they all have to uh, check in with the court by a certain date. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that might be part of this audio here. We'll get back right, to it. Good. Ray Stallings Smith III, Robert David Cheely, Michael a roman david james schaefer sean micah tresher Steele. some of these names are names of fake electors stephen cliffgard lee harrison william prescott floyd travion c cootie sydney catherine powell Kathleen Austin Latham, mm. Scott Graham Hall, and Misty Hampton, also known as Emily Misty Hayes. Okay, yeah, just let's recap some of these names and who we're talking about here. Misty Hampton, we're going to go in reverse. So Misty Hampton, she's a Coffee County election supervisor. Uh, that had to do with the intrusion into the voting systems. Scott Hall, he's tied to Coffee County election systems breach. Uh, and, and let me interject about that Coffee County breach. Yeah. Uh, th that is the uh, substance of the theft charges that are included. Theft yeah. is one of the charges in this indictment, and uh, stealing information from the Coffee County voting system right. is, is that charge, and these people were involved in that. The thing that strikes me most about that is that indicates something far beyond the scope of just saying, oh, we believe we won this election, but you experts are saying that we didn't, so neener, neener. This turns it into something else. The breach into the Coffee County voting systems, that was like the flagrant election fraud happening right there. Right, right. Meantime, Sidney Powell, we know she's a Trump campaign lawyer. Uh, Trevian Cootie is a publicist tied to the intimidation of election workers. Harrison Floyd, he's the leader of Black Voices for Trump. Stephen Lee is a pastor tied to the intimidation of election workers. Sean Still is a fake Republican elector. David Schaefer is the Georgia Republican chair and a fake elector. 
Michael Roman is a Trump campaign official. Robert Cheeley is a lawyer who promoted fraud claims. And then we know Jenna Ellis, Trump campaign lawyer. Jeffrey Clark, who's a top Justice Department official. Kenneth Cheesebro. And by the way, I didn't do it yet, but I'm going to make a clip of Fonnie Willis saying Cheesebro that we're going to be using throughout the course of this. So get ready. John Eastman, Trump lawyer. Mark Meadows, of course, chief of staff. Rudy Giuliani uh, is uh, despicable. It's uh, despicable. Yeah, and then, of course, Donald Trump. So (laughs) there you go. All right, let's continue with Fonnie Willis. I just love all of this. Yes. Every individual charged in the indictment is charged with one count of violating Georgia's Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act through participation in a criminal enterprise in Fulton County, Georgia, and elsewhere Mm -hmm. to accomplish the illegal goal of allowing Donald J. Trump to seize the presidential term of office beginning on January 20th, 21. That's the part of her remarks last night that jumped off the screen for me. Because that really underscores the reality of what they were trying to do, doesn't it? Whereas, yeah, oh yeah, he was going to remain in office after January 20th. That was the end game in all of this. That was the goal. And they weren't able to make it, thank God, but that was the idea. And and through the end of time, and Trump supporters are okay with that. Because they don't care about democracy. All they care about is winning. That's the goal here. They believe they're in a civil war. They believe they're in this ideological information civil war, this political cold war in the United yeah. States. That's and so what they, I'm hearing. Yeah, they don't care. It's democracy. I mean, they don't even care about scripture anymore. We talked about that on Thursday's show, right. where they're just rejecting the teachings of Jesus because Jesus is too weak. So it's, uh, well, we're not going to pay attention to the Sermon on the Mount anymore because, oh, weakness, you know, turning the other cheek. <laughs> That's bad. So they're in this for different reasons than the rest of the country, than the normals are. We're all yeah. in this for democracy. We're in, in this for the, the, the furtherance of the republic and, and so on. And they're, and they're in, in it this, for Trump. They're in it for Trump. They're it, in it for this, this savior of theirs. Install this guy. He'll do whatever we want him to do. And he'll never leave office. So then neener, neener, we win. That's the idea behind all of this. And, there, uh, we fixed it. Yeah, they haven't been able to succeed, thank God. So we continue now with uh, Fonnie Willis. Specifically, the participants in association took various actions in Georgia and elsewhere to block the counting of the votes of the presidential electors who were certified as the winners of Georgia's 2020 general election. As you examine the indictment, you will see acts that are identified as overt acts and those that are identified as predicate acts. Okay, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I want to go back to uh, the fake elector scheme and just recap real quick what that was all about. So the idea here was instead of sending the actual electors to Mike Pence, we're going to send this slate of fake electors who are going to vote for Donald Trump And Mike Pence is going to use those electors, count those electors instead of the actual electors. Right. So that's how this is operating. And that's just a a very minor thumbnail. Right. (laughs) And there's there's evidence of this in writing of the plan laid out to, to do precisely what was done. Exactly right. We're going to get to some of the information in the indictment that shows that they knew that they were in the process of doing something illegal. They knew that they were in the process of 
not necessarily contesting the results of the election, but taking that but contesting the election into a conspiracy to overthrow as, the election. As Don Jr. was saying, we're all Republicans. We're in control. We can do this. Exactly right. Sometimes called acts of racketeering activity. Okay, so yeah, so this is going to be the thing that the Red Hats are already screaming about. They say, well, these individual things that are part of the overall RICO indictment or connected to the RICO indictment, uh, they're not actual crimes. And the act of discussing criminal activity in the context of a racketeering conspiracy makes that discussion a crime. So one of the bits of information from the indictment is that there were discussions about seizing voting machines, and then we count them the way we want them to be counted. Well, they didn't actually do that. They just discussed doing that. But the context of that discussion becomes illegal when it's part of that overall as, conspiracy, right? As I, as I understand the legal uh, interpretation of, of these things is that if you have a meeting with your gang yeah. and you say, well, should we rob the bank or shouldn't we rob the bank? And you just say, well, we won't rob the bank. Uh, that meeting was not a crime. Uh, you can talk about m robbing or not robbing a bank. If you have a meeting that discusses how you're going to rob the bank, that's a crime. Yeah. Because now you are planning to break the law, and planning to break the law is breaking the law. So if you're involved in a conspiracy to commit a series of financial crimes, and you've got a bunch of people who are co-conspirators in that enterprise, right? and as part of that, you say, okay, you know what? We're going to go in and we're going to shoot a bunch of bank tellers at Bank of America and take a bunch of their money. And then you never do that, but that's part of the context of committing a series of financial crimes for some right. specific purpose. Then that becomes the discussion of that becomes and, a crime. And, and that's the predicate crime that she's talking about here. She's talking about the two types of crimes that are listed here. Yeah. And one of those types is predicate crimes. So these are the crimes that we're planning to or leading up to or preparing for uh, the actual commission of the crimes. So individually, uh, standalone, some of these things wouldn't ordinarily be crimes unless they are, as just Bob said, uh, part of an overall uh, uh, conspiracy. Okay, so here we're going to listen to the rest of this Fonnie Willis statement, at least what I've got here, another minute or so, and okay. then uh, we'll take a break and continue on the, the coverage of uh, this latest round of indictments, which I think are absolutely the most important indictments. Remember that time, Bob, that we were uh, indicted four times in four months? Remember that? That was rough. That was no. rough. I mean, my God, the idea of being indicted once would turn your entire life upside down, not just in terms of the structure of your life and your finances and your freedom, but just your emotional and mental state. And I got to imagine that he's just crap in his pants. That well, is just crap it's, city. It's, it's hard to say, and, and maybe Mary L. Trump would have a better uh, view of this, yeah. but it, it seems to me that he, he feels like he's always skated and that he will skate on this too. Uh, worried, yes, but he I think in the end he believes this is all going to work out uh, to his advantage, and he thinks he's got this covered. Uh, he is deluded in, in yeah. that way, yeah. and uh, that works to our advantage as well. Absolutely, because then he thinks he can get away with anything. That's why he's right. intimidating witnesses still. We right. still haven't gotten to Jeffrey Duncan yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, um, any of the rest of us would be in jail yeah. for the things that Trump has said about the judge and prosecutor in uh, in the J6 case. Right? No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Not to mention uh, Georgia. All right, back to Miss Willis. Overt acts are not necessarily 
crimes under Georgia law in isolation, right. mm -hmm. but are alleged to be acts taken in furtherance of the conspiracy. Many occurred in Georgia, and some occurred in other jurisdictions and are included because the grand jury believes they were part of the illegal effort to overturn the results of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. I, I wonder, too, and again, we're not lawyers, but when I heard her say that last night, I thought, are there going to be charges by other district attorneys or other attorneys general? in other states, these other swing states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, Michigan, Arizona et cetera. Yeah. I know there have been charges against the fake electors, for sure, in these mm -hmm. other states. And I wonder if those charges are now going to be expanded based on the findings or, of this grand jury. Yeah. Or will other states leave it to the feds? And maybe this would be the point to mention uh, the fact that uh, Trump's lawyers will push to have this case, this Georgia case, move to federal court. Uh, that will give them a couple of things. That will give them... Uh, a new venue, which they wouldn't get if they just asked for a new venue. Yeah. And it uh, also uh, would put them in a courtroom where there are no cameras, as opposed to the Georgia courtroom <laughs> where there are cameras. <laughs> so uh, so if, if Trump wins that, if Trump gets moved to federal court, we won't get to see the trial. Uh, I don't know that it'll be a huge advantage for him in terms of the jury pool, but apparently there is considered some mild advantage to a change of venue for him for that. So uh, to achieve the change of venue and to get rid of the cameras, uh, we'll just ask to have this case move to federal court. Yeah. We'll see what happens um, because, and, and one of the reasons this could happen, I think, is because a lot of what, uh, what Fonnie Willis has done here is expanded on the uh, election interference charges that Jack Smith has worked up already. Yeah. And so uh, combined, uh, that's huge. Hey, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I, like the rest of you, I would like to see it. And I think it's important to see it on television. Right. And the Supreme Court has already weighed in on this change of venue business. And they said no. They said absolutely right. not. Because right. Donald Trump right. tried to do that with Alvin Bragg. And those charges, those are going to remain uh, as part of that uh, that particular but, municipality and not become a, a federal court issue. But a lot of us are hoping that because of the televised proceedings that we were able to witness last night, uh, that uh, there will be a greater push uh, for more openness in court, for yeah. more courts uh, to allow cameras. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so <laughs> this, this, what happened last night could help push for that change. The acts identified as predicate acts or acts of racketeering activity are crimes that are alleged to have been committed in furtherance of the criminal enterprise. Acts of racketeering activity are also charged as separate counts in the indictment against those who are alleged to have committed them. All elections in our nation are administered by these states, which are given the responsibility of ensuring a fair process and an accurate counting of the votes. Right. Okay, there's Fonnie Willis. Awesome. Just awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes on to tell all the defendants that they will be required to uh, surrender for arrest and booking and processing and mugshots. Yeah. Uh, prior to a week from this Friday, prior to Friday, August 25th. Yes. Looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting to see who turns up and who doesn't. Mm. But I can't help but to think that Donald Trump is screwed. I th all of these guys are screwed. Uh, I don't know how they wiggle out of this. Obviously, there are many avenues they can explore to reduce the charges, to minimize some things, maybe get a couple of counts thrown out. 
yeah, delay, uh, but uh, wiggling out of this, you, there's no way. They, there could be an entire series of Republican presidents from this point forward, and, and I hope there's not, obviously. But there could be, but they can't do anything about these charges. They not can the certainly get them out of the Jack Smith charges mm-hmm. and the Mar-a-Lago charges, which is also Jack Smith. But regardless, not, yeah. not even the governor of Georgia can pardon Donald Trump, and, and nor nor would he be likely to, I suspect, based on their history. And there, for pardons to happen in Georgia at all, there has to mm-hmm. be a minimum stay in prison before the charges can be dropped, mm-hmm. before the sentence can be commuted. Be a shame, or, wouldn't it? Be a real shame. Yeah, it would you be. You know, I'm, I'm less convinced that Trump will will end up behind bars. I think there'll be some kind of confinement, and I think, uh, you know, just as permanent shame and banishment, banishment from social media. I think there yeah. are a lot of things that can be done to uh, make a tiny Trump truly tiny. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I, think that, I think he can be shrunk at this point. <laughs> you oh, good. Like that happened to me! Yeah, exactly. See, that. that's where he would be. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to say, <laughs> yeah, instead of instead of perhaps going to prison, we can maybe just shrink him yeah. uh, and, and confine him in ways that uh, that that make him virtually non-existent. Are you thinking like a habit trail or something like that? Yeah, you know, like well, whatever he enclosures? could he, he could he could drop some weight. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but uh, I want I want to address something on on the show if I may in yeah. this regard because a lot of people and bless your hearts and I, I, I want I guess I should predicate this by saying uh, I am so grateful for the support that, that I that the show gets and that I yeah, get me too. In, individually on social media you mm-hmm. you folks are just the best yep. uh, I, I love you to death there are some folks out there who uh, whose imaginations run away with them <laughs> and I, I see a lot of posts a lot of people saying. Seizes passports. They're going to flee. He's going to flee the country. They're all going to flee the country. I don't know about the other guys, but Donald Trump isn't going anywhere. Yeah, not yeah. not with not with a secret service a secret service phalanx around him. I don't think that's going to happen. And and also uh, he's proven. I mean, Trump Trump is a guy who would rather stay and fight. That that's his nature. That's what he's done so far, and he has shown up for every court appearance so far. I don't see him as a flight risk. I think. There's a a love of adventure and fantasy out there uh, that that makes people think, oh, wouldn't that be exciting if if Trump fled? Uh, and uh, although I wouldn't mind seeing him go, I don't think we're going to get rid of him that easily. I I don't see Trump uh, fleeing the country. If there's, I don't see how he'd get out of the country, yeah, frankly. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I it, maybe it was fun to think about, but let's let's pull back to reality a little bit. I just don't think that's a thing. Yeah, and there's lots of things that are actually going to happen to him. <laughs> you know, yes, I, yes. I, there's no need to get fantastical and theatrical about it. Right. Uh, there's lots of things that we can look forward to, and the potential for lots of twists and turns for this. And ultimately, Donald Trump is screwed, as I was saying before. He is. I, 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 I don't know. I, I there are some things that he can avail himself of. To uh, to ease the uh, process, to ease the potential sentencing and all of this, but ultimately, I don't see how he gets out. Right. I don't I see, agree. and and so if you got to use your creativity and your imagination and imagine Donald Trump, and, and I've done this many times myself. Donald Trump getting his go bag and some right. sort of you know dressing up in a disguise. It's exciting, isn't it? Coming up with a fake name, right, and then fleeing the country. 
right. to a non-extradition nation or something like that. It's fun to speculate about, but we got to make sure that that speculation doesn't become our expectation. Speculation yeah, or- should remain speculation and not become an expectation that when it doesn't happen, we go, well, fuck the system, man. They just let no- them get away with this shit. Yeah, nor we, nor should we let it distract us uh, yeah, from right. facts. Right. Uh, please, everybody, uh, and it's hard, I know, but f- focus on the facts. Find yeah, out yeah, what the yeah. facts are and base your uh, questions and your opinions on that and nothing more mm-hmm. and nothing less. The facts are is where uh, that's where the truth lies. Yeah, yeah. And the and the truth is he's fucked. He yeah, is I agree. He is so goddamn screwed. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We've got lots more to talk about here. It's one of the only times ever on the Tuesday show that we've had one of these things to cover firsthand when it happened the day before. Right. So we're going to keep talking about it. Lots more uh, amazing details to all of this coming up on the big Tuesday show right after these words. Justice. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, this is brand new music. 
from a project called Brief Nudity. I love that name. And of course, the guy behind this might be familiar to those of you who are Bitter Elegance fans. This guy is the drummer from the Bitter Elegance. We've played on the show many times since the very beginning of playing our independent music here on the show. I, this is a Brack tune. I hear a lot of songs on here that I love. Yeah. I want this. I must have this song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brack tune. That's the guy's name. He's the drummer. His real name is uh, Dave Meyer, of course. Oh. And this is a brand new uh, album, Brief Nudity. And it's a lot like this. <laughs> There's a couple of other songs on this EP. By the way, Brack Tune's favorite food is peanut butter. His favorite beverage is Coke Zero. His favorite animal is a liger. Napoleon uh-huh. Dynamite fans know what that is. Right. Favorite car, anything that isn't in the shop. Favorite color, blue. Just blue. Favorite yeah, bands, Kansas and Ben Folds 5. Yeah. Hey, good choices. I like this guy's taste. Yes. And uh, keyboards and I think mastering here by Jeffrey Wynn, also from uh, The Bitter Elegance. Yes. Love this sound. Love it. Link in the description, of course. Uh, go to bobseska.com, uh, dated 8-15-23. That's the date of this episode. Click that link, scroll on down, and you can find the link to uh, support Brief Nudity. And I'm a huge supporter of Brief Nudity. I'm an even sure, bigger supporter sure. of Extended Nudity. Right. So there you go. Okay. And then there's Spock's penis on my TV, but that's a whole other. We can talk oh about God. that in the shadow docket. Perhaps. Yes, we're going to talk about uh, Spock's penis on the shadow docket. All yes, right, de- definitely, because that that made me laugh. But Buzz <laughs> and I had a funny, funny text exchange over the weekend, and yeah, we'll we'll talk all about it on the uh, shadow docket portion of the show. Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show. Sign up for five dollars a month and get the shadow docket. All right. So uh, picking up here where we left off, Trump is on the hook for 13 different counts, mm-hmm. including trying to get the Speaker of the Georgia House of Representatives to call a special session to appoint fake electors, which he also did with Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That's where Donald Trump was lying to state legislators and trying to get them to appoint this panel of fake <laughs> electors. So Donald Trump had a firsthand role in the fake electors plot. Wasn't, and wasn't he trying to pressure in Arizona as well? I think I, yeah, there was yeah. Some, something about that. Plus the infamous perfect phone call to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, where mm-hmm. Trump employed him to find uh, 11,780 Trump votes. Come on, fellas. It's also there. Uh, uh, otherwise, for example, uh, the fake electors are charged with crimes relating to being a fake elector, such as impersonating a public officer. There you go. People like That's- Sidney Powell, who improperly accessed votes. Voting machines are charged with crimes related to that, like computer invasion of privacy. Part of what uh, likely did Trump and his co-defendants in here is the specificity with which they made their false claims. So co-defendant Ray Stalling-Smith, who's an Atlanta-area lawyer, didn't just tell the Georgia Senate he thought there were illegal votes. He told the Senate that in 2020, 2,506 felons voted illegally. That's super specific. That's like, okay, we're doing the math here, and here's what we need. So 2,506 felons voted illegally, 66,428 underage people illegally registered, and 10,315 dead people voted. That's what uh, Ray Stalling-Smith was (laughs) telling the Georgia Senate. That's why he's one of the named uh, defendants. You just explained it, and I feel like such a dunderhead, because uh, soliciting or impersonating public officers, those were the fake electors. I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. But yeah, Yeah. uh, it's all explained to me now. 
Okay, so Neil Katyal tweeted, the Georgia trial against Trump, Meadows, Giuliani, Eastman, Clark, and others will be televised, as we were discussing here, for the if entire nation in to see. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, and that, of course, is immensely positive as far as I'm concerned. This is going to sure. be chaotic as far as the news media goes, and, of course, our coverage will be subsequently chaotic because mm -hmm. it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy thing to watch on television and to see the reactions to this. I because, think the country needs this. Yeah. I mean, so far, other than saying, well, how could this be a charge? Trump's biggest defenders aren't really contesting the charges. They're just saying, oh, this is a witch hunt. The it's whole just, thing, yeah. yeah. This is, this yeah. You're going after Trump because they don't like the cut of his jib and blah, Trump, blah, blah. Trump, Trump says these uh, investigations and prosecutions are election interference, that the government yeah. now, the Joe Biden government is now interfering with the 2024 election. Trump will have his mugshot taken when he's yes. arraigned in Fulton County, Georgia. It may um, or may not be made public, but yes. <laughs> per Sheriff Pat Labatt, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is one of my favorite names for some reason in all of this. Uh, I found this, uh, Aaron Rupar wrote this all up in a great piece for his Substack. Mm -hmm. He said, if you've ever watched a mob movie set after 1970, when the law was first passed, you probably heard of the federal RICO act. Mm -hmm. It was designed to charge people for acting in concert with one another in oh, yeah, furtherance yes. of a criminal act. This is a big breakthrough because in sprawling criminal enterprises, people at the top, gang leaders, mob capos, etc could insulate themselves from criminal liability, buffers, as we've been saying, uh -huh. by having other people do their dirty work. Right. But the advent of RICO meant that if you helped mastermind the heist but didn't do the burglary, for example, you right. could still be held liable. The law well, isn't so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The law isn't just used against the mafia, but also formed the basis for prosecuting people who run Ponzi schemes, mm -hmm. gangs, and other things. Right. He continued by saying, according to the indictment, uh, Trump and his co-defendants used at least eight methods to try to undermine the election. Right. Making false statements to members of state legislatures, including Florida, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Making false statements to high-ranking state officials in Georgia, su such as the Secretary of State and the governor. Creating a slate of fake electoral voters harassing and intimidating a Fulton County election worker, soliciting high-ranking members of the United States Department of Justice to make false statements to government officials in Georgia, soliciting Mike Pence to reject electoral college votes properly cast by Georgia's electors, unlawfully accessing voter equipment and voter data, and making false statements and committing perjury to cover up the conspiracy. <laughs> it's a mob. <laughs> and once again... I got to emphasize the fact that these are the dumbest crooks in the history of dumb crooks. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they wrote memos about the, the illegal things they were going to do. I mean, that it just helps with the evidence, right? How many of these people, these uh, grifters, are going to prison in defense of Donald Trump? That's, once again, that's what continues to astonish me. And I shouldn't be astonished. This should be part of the process by now. Uh, certainly part of observing the process. But I'm always amazed by how many people are willing to put their the rest of their lives on the line in defense of Donald Trump. I think most of them, like your Sidney Powell's and, and Rudy Giuliani's, uh, truly, truly believe this. I think uh, people like Meadows 
may may have some serious regrets about yeah. this. So I, I think the reactions will vary, but uh, I think I think some of those people will sort of internally turn around, and uh, some of them won't because they will go to prison deluded, and they will uh, spread those lies to their fellow prisoners as best they are able. There were a lot of people giving Donald Trump a lot of different uh, bits of advice <laughs> because we know. I mean, here's what we know I about got Donald some Trump. Advice for him. He has no real concept of the strictures of the office of the presidency. Oh, no, he doesn't know anything. No, he doesn't. And and that makes him especially vulnerable to committing crimes because his yep. instinct, his baseline is I'll do whatever I have to do to wiggle out of whatever this particular predicament is. His baseline is I'll do what I want. Yeah, exactly right. And so then he commits these crimes without any buffers. You know, mm -hmm. again, he's directly... Uh, thrusting himself into the fake elector scheme, for example. He thinks he's Teflon. He still thinks he's Teflon, and it's worked for him his entire life. Yeah. I think it's I think it's wearing off now. Eventually, the Teflon uh, wears off. And, but the uh, the striking thing about all of this is, throughout the process, they appeared to have known that they were breaking the law. Yeah. It was so clear. So, for yeah. example, Act One of the indictment. The first public act in furtherance of the conspiracy started the day after the election when Trump gave a speech falsely declaring victory. Trump had discussed a draft speech to that effect three days before the election in which oh, yeah. he planned to declare victory and claim voter fraud. In other right. words, Trump was already prepared to attempt to overturn the election before election night even and, happen and that's a and, huge fucking deal it, it is it, it's it's the same thing he did in 2016 except that one he won uh, at least electorally yeah uh, uh he said before the 2016 election that it was rigged he won and he still said it was rigged and and launched investigations into it uh this is his mode of operation but this time uh, he was doing it in the course of refusing to give up the office and and doing so committed to numerous crimes. Yes. And and the thing about this is it just it indicates that the whole thing was bogus, that they knew that this was going to be something they would have to confront. And so uh, to prepare for that before it actually happens uh, indicates that there was no way that he was going to lose and admit that he lost the election. And then, uh, according to the indictment, in one instance, Donald Trump stated to the acting United States Attorney General, this is Jeffrey Rosen, he said, and I think we knew this information, but this is now part of the indictment, just say that the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman. Mm -hmm. So we recall, because I think we've talked about this before, we recall what Donald Trump wanted to do with President Zelensky of Ukraine. Just announce an investigation into Burisma and Hunter Biden, and we'll handle the rest here. Right. All we need is the optics of there being an investigation. There, you don't have to actually investigate them. Right. And in this case, you don't actually have to go about investigating the alleged corruption in the election. Just say that the election was corrupt, Attorney General Rosen, and we'll do the rest. We'll just amplify that into, well, the, if the Department of, and the Department of Justice is independent, don't you know? Uh, that would have been the whole thing. Oh, it's an independent department of the executive, and we have nothing to do with the Department of Justice. And look, look what they're saying. They're saying the election was corrupt, so we must investigate. We can't possibly certify these electoral votes. Right. 
And that was the idea behind that. So every, they tried it, everything yeah. they could think of. They threw the kitchen sink at this and, and, and had from the beginning tried one thing after another, after another, after another. Uh, this nation is fortunate that they failed. Yes. Uh, here's something from the Wayback Machine, something that didn't age very well in all this. Mm-hmm. Remember back in February when Trump trothed on, what is the website? What is the app he's called? Like, Troth, Troth, Truth, Sensual. Yeah, that's it. Sensual, yeah. Yeah, he said... Thank you to the special grand jury in the great state of Georgia for your patriotism and courage. Total exoneration. The USA is very proud of you. That's when Donald it Trump is. thought that this was over. I remember <laughs> Back that. in February. And, and he tried to sell it as exoneration. And even yeah. he knew, I think, that that wasn't true. But that's what he... And, and uh, based on personal messages I've gotten from Trump supporters recently, uh, they believe every word of that. Yeah. So one of his first responses to all of this was that he... <laughs> don't mark your calendars because it's probably never going to happen. But he trothed last night. He said, mm-hmm. a large complex, detailed, but irrefutable report. Why? Yes, and irrefutable report. Not but Uh irrefutable. Whatever the fuck. A large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and Uh will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week in Bedminster, New Jersey. Hmm. Based on the result of this conclusive report... All charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. Exoneration in all caps. <laughs> right. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. <laughs> the, new this fall on NBC, the riggers. The riggers. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what his, if there's any response. Where I, I don't. You know, you you posted something today, a picture of the street in front of the courthouse uh, where <laughs> zero That's zero my... Trump protesters were present. Uh, so I'm wondering, yeah. is there gonna is there gonna be a response? Is it you know, I I don't know. We'll, no, we'll no, see. there was no one, not a single red hat turned up outside the courthouse yesterday in in Fulton County. Yeah, well, maybe they've just written this off and say it's all phony. It's all it's all uh, election interference. Just like Trump says, it's they're just trying to mess with him and it doesn't mean anything. Or they're not willing to put their asses on the line. They just aren't bothering at right. this point. They're like, right. oh well, yeah. here we go again. Never yeah, I don't mind. Be in, I don't want to be in jail with the jail. <laughs> Sixers or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And by the way, speaking of this uh, large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report that he plans to <laughs> present on Monday. Yes. Where was this report for the last two and a half years? Right. Wh- why well, now? Well, you know that's why what he's now? asking about the indictment. Yeah. Yeah. You know why now? Because they're just starting to write it now in response to that thing. It's just basically like a public reply. Donald Trump thinks he, that he can put this all into the court of public opinion and win right. based on that somehow. Right, that people will take to the streets and, and uh, he'll, he'll emerge <laughs> victorious somehow. Like uh, last sh- night. Shirtless, no doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's glorious. Well, that's never going to happen. I mean, they may release something. It's certainly not going to be a large, complex, and detailed, but irrefutable report. <laughs> It's not, it's not going to help him. In fact, I, if anything, I think there's a 30% chance it will hurt his case. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Please keep talking, Donald. Yes, please right. keep blurting stupid exactly. shit. Please keep trying to intimidate witnesses like former Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan. Because Jeff Duncan went and testified yesterday 
before the grand jury, before all, all this went down. Yeah. yeah and then sweet. just completely eviscerated the Republican Party afterwards. And he's a Republican. Yeah. I mean, this is this guy is a full-on Republican, he, normally he, someone that we would despise. He, he, he didn't rip apart Republicans specific, uh, in general. He, he ripped apart MAGA Republicans, I think. He oh, yes, really, yes. He seemed to be focused on that well, no, was, more than anything else. Yeah. But Trump Trump did intimidate him by saying, I understand Jeff is going to testify, and he misspelled Jeff's name. Yeah. Uh, he said, I understand Jeff's going to testify. He shouldn't. Right. Uh, well, that's a threat. Yes, here's the actual troth. He said, I'm reading reports that failed former Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, Jeff Duncan, and, and yeah, I misspelled Jeff, will be right. testifying before the Fulton County Grand Jury. He shouldn't. I barely know him, but he was right from the beginning of this witch hunt. A nasty disaster. That's uh, oh, the name of Nasty Disaster. A great independent recording artist called Nasty right. Disaster. We'll be playing their song in the next break. <laughs> That's man. right. For those looking into the election fraud that took place in Georgia, he refused having a special session to find out what went on. Became very unpopular with Republicans. I refused to endorse him. Oh, how sad. And fought the truth all the way. A loser. Uh -huh. He went to FNCNN. Which is oh CNN or Fox News? I'm I'm not sure what he's referencing. Right, yeah, yeah, or both, or he's blending them all together. Yeah, yeah. but but with just with the two word sentence, he shouldn't. He, yeah, that's a, that, that's a threat. Well, here's Jeff Duncan after his testimony before the grand jury yesterday, warning Republicans that they need mm -hmm. they Good. need to pivot, like Ross from Friends, that episode of Friends. Pivot, right. pivot, pivot. pivot. You said uh, this was a pivot point for the country as, as you as you came out of the room. What, what do you hope your testimony accomplished? Well, I, I hope my testimony gets the facts, uh, you know, as they are and helps to continue to paint a real and honest picture. But but politically speaking, this is a pivot point for this country to do something more than just stew on the on the, on the 2020 election cycle. Right. We're either going to, as Republicans, take our medicine and realize the election wasn't rigged. Donald Trump was the worst candidate ever in the history of the party, even Thank worse you. than Herschel Walker. And now we're going to have to pivot from there, right? We want to win an election in 2024. It's going to have to be somebody other than Donald Trump if we do it. So politically speaking, this is an important pivot point for our party, right? To go focus on the things that matter, to take this conversation to America, not to Twitter, not to 10-second sound bites, not to YouTube clips. This is taking this to the kitchen table. I think most Americans care about the economy. I think most Americans care about a porous border. I think most Americans care about national security and public safety. These are issues that we win as, as Republicans. As long as we make this about the, the three-ring circus called Donald Trump, we're going to lose every time. And you don't have to go any further than Georgia to see that play out. All right. Even though I disagree with him Wait. on the issues, man, he's warning his own party he's they need to untether themselves from this monster. Know, yeah, I didn't know such a creature existed. Here is a Republican who believes in governance. <laughs> this is amazing, isn't it? Uh, but he's absolutely right. I mean, looking at this from the outside, and of course I'm okay with the Republican Party completely crashing and burning. Fine. Do your worst to yourselves. Um, but what he's saying is, if we nominate this guy, we're just we're asking for another failed election. We're asking mm -hmm. for another series of failed elections. As I'm, long I'm as Donald that. Trump is the standard bearer for the the GOP, the worse they're going to end up doing in the election. And they've got a year now to pull up and backtrack and figure out another know. way forward, another person to nominate. I don't know. But I mean, I I, I think it's gonna yeah. it's got to be Trump. With, I don't know with, how they get around that. With, with DeSantis in the co-pilot seat, I, I you know I I this that plane is doomed to crash i don't see how they can pull up over the next year uh and and we are hearing a few republicans like jeff duncan uh, come forward and say exactly that that if we don't 
get off the Trump bandwagon, we are going to get killed in the next election. Uh, and uh, whether the question is, will that message get through? But even if it gets through, what else have they got? As you pointed out before, they have no bench. Yeah. None of these people can come even close. I mean, once you've become a Donald Trump cult member, mm -hmm. how do you possibly uh, begin to accept nominee Chris Christie or nominee Ron DeSantis or any of these sub-level people who aren't even cracking double digits at this point? Right. You once don't. You, they, you, just, when, they don't have the charisma to be able to carry the MAGA movement. They just don't. When, once you've uh, laid a golden egg like Donald Trump, will the next egg be golden? I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, and by the way, we're just going to blow through the second break. We're just going to keep talking. I'm, I'm going to drop the second break because it's just it's one of those shows where we got a got a lot to cover here. All right. CNN had reported this prior to the indictments ha being handed down, and now it's further solidified by the indictments themselves. But uh, the voting system breach. Trump's team was behind that. This wasn't just a bunch of rogue officials. Right. Uh, that's where the Sidney Powell, uh, when you were listing the co-defendants, uh, yeah. uh, I think that was Sidney Powell's role. She was uh, part of the interference there in Coffee yeah, County. Yeah, so Sidney Powell, Misty Hampton, Kathy Latham, and Scott Hall. Kathy Latham, the former uh, GOP chairwoman of uh, Georgia. Yeah, they're all in on this. Or current, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, this goes well beyond. See, here's what you do. If you feel as though the votes were miscounted, there's a process for that that you go through. Right, and Either, Funny Willis says that in her uh, yeah, indictment. Yeah, but this isn't the process. What you don't do is send your operatives out with fake electors. You don't send them out to hack into the voting systems of an entire county's election. Right. What you do is you, which was actually part of the plot, they filed all these lawsuits, right? Right. Not a single one of the, not a right. single judge approved of what Donald Trump and his team five, were trying like to say. Five dozen courts said no to them. Exactly. So that was the only avenue that they took that was actually legal in all of this. Plus, you know what? It's legal to say I actually won that election. But mm. what you can't do is call up a state legislator and say, "Yes, here's my evidence. I deserve this many more votes in the election." And what we're going to do is we're going to present fake electors and you're going to put forth those fake electors. Trying to influence an elected official to ignore their oath of office. Trump did that with uh, Mike Pence. Uh, he certainly did it with Brad Raffensperger. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and probably others. Uh, to me, this is one of the most egregious crimes. I can't imagine asking an elected official to break the law on my behalf. You know, to save my ass. In the pantheon of crimes that you can commit uh -huh. in a democracy, right? these are among the most severe, as far of as course. I'm concerned. I, I, I like the, the fact that the RICO charges are referred to as a serious felony, whereas yes, the other charges are. are considered felonies. The RICO offense is considered a serious felony, as right. it should be. Because, you know, we, we, every time there's an election, we always talk about election fraud or voter fraud, like someone going in and voting twice or dead people voting or whatever. There's always a discussion that circulates around, well, uh, how are they going to try to cheat? But at the end of the day, the losing candidate concedes and walks away. Maybe the votes work, are, yeah. maybe the voting is still going on. Maybe there's a, a really tight election like we saw in Florida in 2000. 
Mm-hmm. And you say, well, okay, that's tight enough to trigger a recount, and then we'll recount those votes. And if we still don't have beyond the threshold, then we're going to recount again. We're going to check out these ballots. There are lawsuits being filed all around. It's all legal means of challenging the results of the election, whereas this is well beyond that. This is, well, we can't do it through legal means, so we're just going to take it by force. We're going to steal this election and artificially install Donald Trump for a second term as president. In the words of Don Jr., we're Republicans, we're in control. Exactly right. So we can do this. We are in control of Georgia so all you have to right. do, and that continues to be the most astonishing aspect of Trumpism writ large, is that Donald Trump's biggest victims aren't you and me, Buzz, or right. Jody or David or Kimberly or Stephanie Miller or anyone. These crimes are against other Republicans. The biggest victims of Donald Trump's bullshit and his racketeering and his crimes and his indecency and all the rest of it, the con, the disinformation— they're other Republicans. Those They're people are the who suckers. bought the red hats made in China, yes. Exactly. Those are the suckers. We're all standing outside it going, I can't believe they're falling for this bullshit. Right, right. And it's the same with the, the Republican officials who Donald Trump tried to scam and all this, using the weight and power of the presidency, using the bully pulpit in some cases, to strong arm these Republican officials in these swing states to just acquiesce to whatever the fuck it was that Donald Trump wanted. And it all boils down to this guy's inability to accept the fact that he lost. Where would you place Donald Trump's priorities in terms of his motivation behind all of this? Is it that he was too deluded to accept the results of the election or that he knew that he lost, but he didn't care. He has to portray, always portray the idea of him being a winner. Bingo. Yeah. Or any other thing, protecting himself from legal jeopardy that might arise because he's no longer president. Is it a combination of those things? Combination of the last two in particular, but but I think just to, to his nature, to his core, uh, it, it was a matter of uh, you know me, me, me. It's gonna be it's gonna be me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really motivation number one. Uh, saving his ass from prison would be right up there with it in this case. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, and this is where I think the constitutional shit is gonna hit the constitutional fan. Right. If Donald Trump becomes the nominee. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, he has been convicted of these right. crimes and sentenced to an appropriate prison term. Or confinement of some kind. D- yeah, right. Whatever the, yeah. And I'm using prison as being a blanket term uh, for some yeah. sort of confinement, whether it's house arrest you. or some sort of military facility that's been bandied around, or maybe some other wing of a minimum security prison somewhere, et cetera. There are lots of possibilities for this. But the question then becomes... Where will the Supreme Court land on the question of whether Donald Trump can even be president, whether he has violated then the 14th Amendment? Yeah, that's the big question. And the conservative members of the Federalist Society, these law professors, yes, conservative thank you law for professors, bringing this up. Yes. Yes. Well, obviously, you know, then conservative law professors, I've said uh, that uh, there, there's no need for anybody to do anything except he has violated the 14th Amendment and therefore he cannot. He cannot serve. He cannot be elected. He cannot serve. Yeah. Uh, they're saying it's as simple as that. And and uh, they they filed a lawsuit uh, to, to try to force this to happen. Uh, and, and, yeah, that could end up at the Supreme Court. I think 
in answer to your initial question, the Supreme Court will would come down, believe it or not. I mean, I'm as surprised as anybody that I'm saying this, but I think the uh, Supreme Court would come down on the right side of this, that no, no, under the 14th Amendment, he cannot be president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the sooner we invoke that, uh, the safer and better off this country is. And, and certainly Ron DeSantis would be grateful. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and there's no certainty that Ron DeSantis would be the guy anyway. I think no, Republicans I, I, I are know. sour to him, but yeah, I know. What no, you they, mean. they 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 hate his guts, but he's still number. He's still the top, uh, you know, uh, among the uh, other contenders. Unless somebody else magically appears, uh, you know, unless they make Robert F. Kennedy Jr. their candidate, which would make a certain amount of sense. Yeah, uh, I think they're screwed. So there's uh, these law professors, William Bowd and Michael Stokes Paulson. Uh Uh, One from University of Chicago, the other from University of St. Thomas. They wrote this piece, and they said here, yeah, yeah, they say that Donald Trump can't even run for president. Right. Right. That's what they're pushing. It's not just that he can't become president or hold any public office. He can't run for president either, unless two-thirds of Congress decide to grant him amnesty for his conduct on January 6th. That's not going to happen. Right. There's not the votes. You won't be able to get the votes for amnesty. Right. It says here, uh, there are many ways that this could become a lawsuit presenting a vital constitutional issue that potentially the Supreme Court would want to hear and decide. So, you know what? I don't know, but I get the sense that the Supreme Court would be much more willing to declare this if Donald Trump has already been convicted. I I question whether or not they would approve this kind of measure. Based on just charges. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that could be a challenge. I mean, these conservative law professors, I mean, these are among the most conservative, and they're saying he's he's simply not eligible uh, to be a candidate for president of the United States, and that really there shouldn't have to be any action by anyone at all except uh, to not allow him on the ballot. Right. And uh, uh, but but uh, yeah, I, I think it would be more complicated than that. I wish them luck. I'm grateful for what they're doing in this case. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think I think the 14th Amendment is very important and should be employed. Yeah. And meantime, if that becomes something that ends up on the Supreme Court docket, mm-hmm. does the Republican Party starting July 15 of next year move forward and try to nominate Donald Trump anyway? I mean, I, I don't, so many... they've, painted them, they've painted themselves into a corner. Do you yeah, realize yeah. how late it is in the campaign season, July 15th, for a November, uh, early November vote? Uh, that doesn't, who, whoever ends up being the nominee uh, doesn't have a lot of time. No, no, certainly not. So, they need a miracle. They need, uh, they need uh, uh, someone to return to Earth. So stay tuned. Jesus Christ. This exactly. Is... That's who I didn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. This is going to get insane. I mean, it really will. <laughs> it's going to get insaner. Yeah. It's going to get more insane. We are already living in insane times, and uh, we haven't gone over that first roller coaster hill quite yet. The provision in question is Section 3 of the 14th Amendment adopted after the Civil War, and this is according to New York Times. It bars mm-hmm. those who had taken an oath to, quote, support the Constitution of the United States from holding office if they then shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. 
And so I, I think this qualifies Conviction. as insurrection. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But I also hear what you're saying now about uh, the necessity for the Supreme Court's benefit of of having a conviction there, because it is one thing to be accused of a thing. It is another to be convicted of it. Yeah. And I could see the conservatives on the court saying, well, he hasn't been convicted yet. So yeah, we don't well, know whether even, he's convicted, even, these, committed even, these crimes even, yet. I think even a fair liberal judge would have to make that ruling. I think, yeah. uh, you know, based on the rule of law, if he's only been accused but hasn't been convicted, if he's not convicted, he's not guilty. If he's not guilty, he didn't do it. Uh, and unless and until that happens, uh, no, I don't think that I don't I don't know if that could be employed. So that's yeah, I wish I wish the, this is another case where I wish the Constitution were just a bit more specific. Yes. Thank you, framers of the Constitution, for being well, super meant, duper well, murky sort of. <laughs> with the language. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they, they're not perfect for sure. But I'm pretty goddamn certain he's going to get convicted of I mean, at least one of yeah. these oh. sets of charges. One of uh, these jurisdictions we, we, is going to convict we, him. We, we all need the, as, as many uh, roadblocks and, and hurdles and perils that may lie ahead. We, we all need to remember these are airtight cases. Yeah. These are cases these prosecutors would not have brought these charges. They wouldn't have bothered. They wouldn't have put themselves in a position of potential horrible embarrassment if they didn't think they truly, truly yeah. had the yeah. goods. They only it's not just that they think they have a good case. It's they believe they have a case that the jury cannot ignore. They believe they have a case that no jury would disagree with. Yeah. Oh, it's glorious, isn't it? it, it just is the justice we have waited for and ached for and yeah. pleaded for for so long. As I, I said recently, and it's it's you know still happening. It's here. It's arriving. Um, it's it's finally here. It's starting. It's uh, we we have a ways to go, and it will be tricky, and it will be as you said, insane. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, we at least we've finally gotten to this point, uh, yeah. the point at which we never thought we'd get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Those of us on this show have been yeah. saying all along that the one to watch is Fulton County, and yeah. Fonnie Willis isn't fucking around. Bonnie Willis means business, and right. I, for one, would never want to go up against Bonnie Willis in all of this. And we, we, we will always be fond of her for uh, helping the grand jury issue the indictments before the Tuesday show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, Bonnie Willis. That's what... I, that was, that's what makes me a big fan on top of everything else. Like, oh, yeah, she was Our she was thinking of us. She was like, you know what? <laughs> Let's get all this testimony done. Let's get the grand jury to vote. This Bob and Buzz. Keep them late. Right. <laughs> Maybe have to announce it, uh, you know, close to midnight. Right. But you know what? Bob and Buzz got to do a show tomorrow. Priorities so, is priorities, yes. They deserve to have this one for a change. So I'm, you know what? I'm going to take it upon myself to say, well, maybe it wasn't the universe. Maybe it was Fonnie Willis keeping us in mind, maybe, Buzz. Maybe we should drop her a thank you note. <laughs> An edible arrangement, something this that we nice. can this send. Nice. Yeah, some. Uh, well, they don't sponsor the show anymore, but like a like a pack of Sherry's berries, maybe. Sure, that that'll get past security. Sure, <laughs> yeah. By the way, oh, that's a whole other dimension. All of this—that's what—that's yeah, one of the things yeah. I always worry about. Like, I hope all of these people, whether it's the clerk, whether it's Fonnie Willis herself, whether it's Jack Smith, whether it's the grand jurors who I believe are named, or I think their names are going to get out if they haven't already. I hope they have security. 
I hope that's all yeah. well taken care of. It, it is, is based on everything I've read. Yeah. Listen, I know in the shadow docket, we're going to be talking about, uh, well, uh, uh, among other things, uh, our friends in Maui, uh, yeah. but but also uh, uh, Spock's penis. Oh, and, yes. and I know some <laughs> other things that you have in mind. So uh, if, if you want to join the club, join the club and catch the shadow docket. But let's put it this way. Buzz has been watching Star Trek really up close, like getting his face right up against the TV it, screen it, it to notice really, things. It, it was really an accident. All right. That and more coming up on the Shadow Docket. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, this great lawsuit in Montana that was successful. Oh, good. Yes. That could mean uh, a, a huge game changer when it comes to the climate. We're going to talk Amen. about RFK Jr., uh, David Weiss. These are all things that we would have included in the free show, but, you know, history... Yeah, History interceded here. BobSeskaShow.com, $5 a month for the Shadow Docket. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Get it.